Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We could be in the middle of it. If it ain't right, we're gonna call. We can't mess with the, we can't mess with Bob, and we can't mess with Jamaica. Hi, I'm Ziggy Marley, and this is Billboard News. Hey, it's Tetris with Billboard News, and today I have the honor of hanging with Ziggy Marley, talking about one love. How are you? Good man. Where you want to start? From the beginning. Why was now the time to tell your father's story? Yeah, it's more than my father's story, really. It's like it carry a message with it. Just so it's, it, it, it talk about his life, but I think now is the time for this message of one love to be put into the global view for them to see it on the billboards, them watch it in a movie. This idea of one love, I think it's. It's a very important time in the world, you know, a very significant time in the world. We're on the edge of something, so you know, the idea of one love is it's pretty cool to have that out there right now. And that is the overarching view of the film, obviously, is this one love and your dad's story. How close were you to that story in the, in the storytelling process? You know, we were there from the beginning. We were the one who initiated the idea to do the film um, on behalf of my family. And so it was the first time that we actually took the prerogative to go out and seek um, partners to do the film with and telling the story how we wanted to tell it, uh, making sure it's authentic. So we were very, very involved in it from the get-go to the end. And I mean, even, I mean, things were being changed in the last second, the scripts, like it was a, it was a community project and it was just from, I, it's the first time I'm, I'm doing a film project, but from the, what we talk about with the guys who have the experience, they were like, this is like, we've never done this in the film before. Like up to the last second, we're changing lines and it was, it was a good, it was a good adventure. But I think that's what fans, at least even myself, are excited about. Because a lot of times with biopics, you're like, who wrote this? Like, who's behind it? Is, does the family know? Did right. they sign off on this? So having you be involved is very important. So do you feel like you had like overall say on like, this is what I feel? Yeah, well, we work together with um, Ronaldo. Uh, Marcus Green, the director, Kingsley Benadir, the actor, Lashana. The whole, you know, it wasn't like, all right, I said this, it has to be that way. But if I have an idea, it, we listen to it and we talk about it as a community. Sometimes my idea was better than what was there. Sometimes it wasn't better. Sometimes I have to say, you know, Ray, you're right. You know, the director was like, you're right. And my, yeah, forget what I said, you know. And well, now I have to ask you, like, what's a scene that you feel like you were fighting for that at the end of the day they were like, you know what, oh, actually? Wow, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not no, a good we, one. We, we, no, it's not that it wasn't good, but 
when you start editing a, editing the movie, it kind of unfolds and tell you what it wants to be. And sometimes you have some really good stuff that you have to leave up because the story that the movie, the, what the movie is becoming as you're working on it, it doesn't fit into it. So we had some really cool scenes that we didn't put in the film because it just never worked in the architect, you know? It just, you know, like that, that block that never worked in that position. Um, so there's, oh man, there's a few scenes. There's young, young Bob coming through Trenchtown. Oh my God, it's so beautiful. Walking down the street, meeting some of the whalers. But it just never fits in the thing. But we're going to have a deleted scene. Okay, thing, we got to wait for the DVD. Yeah, you got to watch. I'm telling you, bro. There's also, we had a scene where the whalers, where the whalers broke up. Where they, fought, they had a fight. Oh, and come on. Now I, I want to see. <laughs> that was one that was like, oh, we have to, but just never work. You know, the, you know, the architect, you know, so. We'll get that in the deleted scenes. People can see that. And you were talking about Ronaldo, so I mean that had to be a strong decision to make, you know, to trust somebody mm. with, you know, telling your family story. So how was it to work with him and, and build that trust? Well, Ronaldo, see, you know, it worked on a well, I, I watched some of his stuff. And the funny thing is that he did a short film in South Africa. And I like the authenticity of it. I like the the grit, how it looked, and I did I like that. It was being real to that culture, and that was impressive. And then when I talked to Ronaldo, we, had, we, had, we went through different iterations of the script. When we talked to Ronaldo the first time, we had like the first iteration of the script. And he was like, bro, no, we got to change. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I like, you, you know, because he might tell me the truth. He's not, he's in it for the real thing. It's not like somebody to come, like, tell you what you want to hear, or, or lift up your ego. but working to what is the best, the best thing for the film, for the movie, for the story. And when him do that, I say, yeah, this man that speak the truth. I like people that talk the truth. I don't like people who tell me yes all the time. You know, I'm like, someone said, no, they know them real. So, Ronaldo was real, and so, yeah, I'm the right man that, well, somebody real, you know? Yeah. That's amazing, and when you look at the film also, you know, obviously your father had such an incredible life and so many stories to tell. How did you decide which stories you wanted to make sure it made the film? Well, this time, this time period that the story exists in um, was a very life-changing time period in his life. Um, it was what kind of made him decide what his purpose was, what his philosophy is. He made a decision in this time, and it's in the film too, but I'll tell you what he said, because we, we took his words from him and put it in the film. He said, if my life is for myself, I don't want it. My life is for people. That is who Bob Marley is. And it was in this time period where he came up with that realization that this is who he is, that his life, if, he, if it's his life for himself, he doesn't want his life if it's not for people. So this is who Bob Marley is. And we don't need to tell a story from birth to death to know this, because this is the important thing you need to know if you want to know who Bob Marley is. He's that type of person. So we choose this period of time because it was so life-changing for him and it made, made him into who we know today. You can't separate the music and the message. Because every day we pay the price. And what is the message? Peace. I think of one of my favorite quotes for the movie. It was actually when Rita said, 
you know, you, when the, mes the messenger becomes the message. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that is obviously something I felt like I felt throughout the film was his message. And was it hard for you to watch the f any parts of the film and relive kind of like some of those hard moments, like the gunshot scene? Because I was going through it. I was emotional and having a reaction. I love, so I'm like, that, how I love that gunshot scene. I love the You love the gunshot scene. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a movie. I love movies. So that's my kind of like gangsters and co I like, you know. Godfather movie and you know like them kind of action movie. So I was I was for the gunshot. I was like, yo, let's go harder. <laughs> no, let's, make it, let's go harder. Let's make it more. <laughs> That's amazing. But you know, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's emotional for me. But the the, the most emotional thing for me is the is is the humorous side that that we show in the film and those things. It made me laugh because I mean, I've already processed the. The pain of everything that my family went through, my mother and my father, that process already. But the humorous, the thing that made me laugh, is kind of something re is getting refreshed by some of the scenes. Because I know my father and it's exactly how him kind of this weird, this kind of humor that a lot of people don't know, but he likes to joke around him. Like, you know, and his, the demeanor what kings they play, like there's a scene in the office with a guy who don't understand what Bob is saying. It's so typical, like, People don't really understand Bob. Him speaking a, a funny kind of parable sometimes. But we understand and we get it. But a, like a foreigner. It's like we, the white guy in the yeah, movie who's right. like, what do you say? Exactly. <laughs> we never get it. So those type of moments just make me laugh and, and say, yeah, that's exactly how it was with Bob, you know? Oh, man, I love that so much. And do you feel like everything is true? Because you're talking about the script. Yeah. And like when you're writing lines and stuff, you feel like you, you guys stay pretty true to the real story. Yeah, man, everything true. What we did was we took things from different timelines though. So not everything that happened in this movie happened in this timeline. But what was important for us is to show Bob's character and take stuff that might have happened not in 17, maybe it happened in 79 or 80, but it's so important to his character and who he is that we have to put it, we have to show him here. Um, because movies are art still and we want to tell, we want to give people a full picture of Bob. So to understand Bob is really understanding whole life. So we had to take stuff out from different times, just to make, give you a full understanding of who Bob is as a person, his personality. And then we actually, we went back in time to have his childhood, you know, his, um, his father not accepting him and him coming up with a wheel as there's some stuff in there from his past. You know? And one thing that was interesting to me actually was the nickname Skipper. Mm, where was, where, Skipper. what's the, yeah, where, where's Skipper? What's the, what's Skipper. the origin of that? So I, I suspect, I'm not sure, but that Skipper came from them, them read that as a skipper is a leader. He's a skip. He's oh. a skipper. Okay. And I think maybe from sense. from soccer too. The skipper of the team, the captain. Oh, I, I didn't even think too. about skipper from soccer yeah, as well. Yeah, it could be right? that too. Yeah. Oh, wow. Interesting. I because I kept hearing that. I was like, wow, I never. No, them call him Skip one. Skip. <laughs> <laughs> now let's talk about Skip. Well, actually, the new Skip, I guess you would say, Kingsley. Yeah. So how was it to cast him, and why was he the guy to play your father? Well, Kingsley was a person because after watching the tapes, and obviously we wanted to, our first um, idea was let's get somebody who's known for talking Jamaican, which would be so easy if you already know the dialect and stuff like that. But the most important for us was to capture somebody, get somebody who could capture the emotion of Bob, not just the dialect or even the look, but the emotion. And with Kingsley, after looking at all the tapes, Kingsley was the one who kept our attention, kept us engaged in what he was doing. Well, we never get distracted. We were like looking at this guy, and he was the one that kept us like this. 
They would say, yeah, this is the guy because they keep us engaged, you know? And what was the casting process like? Like, how did you go through different bobs? Well, the same thing, man, just tapes, people auditioning and watching tapes, and we had a casting director going out to Jamaica, England, America, um, wherever we could find, even Trinidad and other places too. Um, but things, they, he, um, he engaged, he enga kept us engaged. And then, of course, you had Lashana Lynch, who played your mom, Rita, so that had to be a very personal, you know, relationship between the actress and you to, like, see someone play your mother. Yeah, you know, Lashana met my mother, my sisters, and we talked, you know, because Lashana, her, parent, her mother is Jamaican, so she bring a, another authenticity to it. And I think the thing was, with, since Kingsley was not Jamaican, that we wanted to surround him, like, all the other cast members are Jamaicans, basically, or mm. have Jamaican heritage. So we surrounded Kingsley with Jamaicans. And so he lived in, on the set it was just, it was Jamaicans talking. And Kingsley was here, so it, it, it was good um, to get him in that way, you know. Um, but with Lashana, yeah, I remember talking with Lashana, we were like, we all, we all had the same intention. Kingsley, Lashana, myself, even as the creative side of things, outside of the studio, we were like, listen, the studio, if the studio messing with us, or if they don't, if we're not, if they ain't getting this right, we're not gonna do it. We could be in the middle of it. If it ain't right, we're gonna, cause we can't mess with, the, we can't mess with Bob, and we can't mess with Jamaica. You understand me? So, yo, we have a pact. All right. If it ain't going good, we bailing. You know? And did you guys film a lot of the movie in Jamaica? Yeah, man. Half of the movie in Jamaica, half in England. Chinstone, where Bob is from, where I am from. Um, I was born there. And the community, we st I mean, Bob friends, some of Bob friends there, some of our friends still there. Um, so it was great to go back in, into the community, not only film there, but give opportunity to the to the um, the local people and give business to the local people. And it's still, I mean, even after we leave, there's still remnants of what we have done and what we have left behind, um, helping to support schools, you know, stuff. So it really was. In my heart of hearts, this was like, it was like Bob doing this with the community. Oh, you know, there's a thing about, it wasn't just like we went and filmed and we just took advantage. No, we did something for the community and it's still, it's still helping the community today. You know? Oh man, that's beautiful. And does your mom like the film? How does she feel about it? Yeah man, she was, emo she was very emotional about it. She cried. We premiered it in Jamaica and she was crying. You know? she, and a lot of people have tears when they watch this film. It's very emotional for a lot of people, but for my mother, I mean, come on. She lived through it. I mean, when she saw the scene of herself getting shot <laughs> in the head, I mean, you know what I'm saying? You were over there like, more, more, more. <laughs> no, she was like, yeah, it, 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 you know, it, it affected her emotionally. I mean, yeah, it's heavy. Yeah, and I mean, you guys did a great job, though, putting the film together. And tell me about Brad Pitt's involvement as well. Brad was a silent partner, you know what I'm saying? We never said Brad, um, but... His team um, helped us a lot, but it was like a silent partner. Let's talk a little bit about your dad. You know, he was 36 when he passed, you were 12. What do you remember about growing up with your father? Everything, I mean, everything that, from a hard memory that I can remember, I remember everything. Um, yeah, growing up with my father and my mother, I mean, very adventurous times, bro. It was very adventurous. A lot of things happening. Just, he, he wanted, you know, like me and my brother around all the time with him. He didn't care what the situation was, whether it was dangerous or not, you know, <laughs> the kids are there, like. I mean, so, we, saw, we saw a little of that in the film. Did that yeah. stuff kind of like reignite? 
Did the, your memories reignite that scene or did the scene reignite memories? Um, no, it reignite that, like, for us, it wasn't dangerous, it was fun. Like, being wow. around all this stuff happening. You know, because there was never a moment where your parents would be like, oh my God, there's no, are you okay? Are you? No, bro, you just get through it on your own and we're moving on and going on to the next thing. We're going on to the next thing. thing. Let's go, bro. We're gone. <laughs> and now you, but now you are a father of seven, so what do you feel like you, you took from Bob as a father that you take as a father? I think what you take is like you lead by example. Um, we don't, have to, we don't have to talk, talk too much and tell, tell too much. I mean, there's time you have to talk, but the majority of the teaching is by example. Because that's how I learn. I learn from being around the experience and soaking it in from just being around. Not being told things, but by seeing things, hearing things. And the example that my parents said. So that's, that's what I take from them. Won't you help to sing? I'm talking about the soundtrack too, let's talk about that. How did you decide which songs Will be featured in this new EP. We have our roles. Do that Steve job now is to make sure the music done properly. I mean, this different from the EP. One of the things we talked about with him was, yo, when when people hear the music in the theaters, it got to sound, it got to be pumping. It can't be no like little, you know, this is reggae music. We have to have bottoming. So he paid attention to that to make sure it was loud enough and make sure the the, the mix was right. Make sure it sound like. You're in a concert, you know, you're, you're in the environment of the music. And he was the one who kind of curated the EP stuff to um, work, um, getting, you know, deciding which artist comes and, you know, what sounded good and stuff like that. So, Well, and now I, I just thought of this. I'm like, is there a Bob Marley song that you, like, are, like, done with? Like, you, you've heard it too much. You're like, please do not play that song around me. I have to ask you that. Uh, honestly, no, there's nothing like that. Um, no. No, no. Okay, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna take your politician answer on that one. <laughs> and let's talk about your career as a musician. Yeah. You've obviously had an amazing career yourself. Yeah. So what do you feel like you learned from your dad into taking into your music? Discipline, work, work ethics, and just discipline. Living, living. Listen, when we do music, I oh, me see my father do music. You know, it was a life. It's like. There's no day without you, 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 you doing your art. It's not, it's not something that you do on the side. It's something that is, you do constantly. It's not a part-time thing, it's a full-time job. It's a full-time work. So that discipline and that, like taking music as a part of your life, not just something that you do when it's time, but you do when it's not time. You know what I mean? I think that's what I take from him. That's the only way you can really get better at it if you live it. You know? Did you ever see yourself as anything other than a musician? Or was it always what you knew you wanted to do? No, I don't like me. I never really wanted to be anything really. I mean, we never really decided to be anything until until it until it captured me. Like I didn't I didn't go looking to be this. I think what what really made me um, connected to being a musician was that I started getting inspired with with words. You know, I started being inspired by words. It's not something that I learned or somebody taught me. I started getting inspired. I started to have a way to express myself that was spiritual, that was, to me, kind of supernatural, you know? It's not, yeah, it's, it's, 
Because I don't know how I do it. How I, how, I don't know how it works. <laughs> well, n none of us do, but <laughs> right. apparently you and your family have a really good idea. Um, and you worked with your family, obviously. It was with Melody Makers at first before your solo career. So how was it to work with your siblings versus, you know, running your own show? Yeah, well, we work with our siblings because, and we still work together. You know, it's a family, so it's not, to us, to me, it's not like, oh, yeah, you, did, you had a group with your family. I know you don't have a group, so it's different. It's the same, like, we don't feel any different. Um, you know, Steve helped me out with songs. I, we work with each other. And, um, but for me, like, separating from my family in a physical way was a way for me to grow. For me, I felt, I felt good that I had the courage to do that. ICM feels forever growing wild and free. You've won eight Grammys. We were just actually talking about the Grammy Awards mm. that just happened. Mm. So do you feel like your nominations and, and wins in those Radio categories, like, does that help validate you feel? Yeah, you know, you look more light, look more light, you know. But as we say, we can't, we can't put too much value and awards. Because plenty of people should get awards that don't get them. That don't mean them is any lesser. You know what I mean? So we have to be careful how I, I am very careful why, how much value I put on it. Like, oh, wow, I won a Grammy. Okay, I didn't win a Grammy. I'm so sad. So you know what I say? You have to keep your mind right with these things. You know, you have to keep your mind right. It don't validate you. But if you do get one for me personally, because there's a purpose behind what we do, it's not about me. It's about elevating and shedding more light on the message that we're trying to spread throughout the world, which is basically loving one another, more unification. So if anything can, if an award can help me do that, then me happy. But me not really, oh my God, you know, I'm not, oh my award. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, I cannot tell you how much I enjoy this conversation yeah. thoroughly. Thank you for hanging out with Billboard. I really appreciate Thank it. You Thank you, brother. Love, 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 love. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.